Welcome to season one of Talking Tunes, a podcast series produced by students on the MA radio, audio, and podcasting course at the University of Sunderland, where we delve into different aspects of music consumption and learn a bit about each other along the way. In this episode, titled, Is There Such a Thing as Genre? Shawn Michael, myself, Hope Lines, and Daniel Russell are going to look at the theme of genres and how different genres define or don't define how we perceive ourselves and each other. Well, I was a musician in a band and so would be home for a few months at a time. So I was just bored. I just set the shop up and it was just a tiny little shop above a, another a folk music shop in the town. Uh, and it was just a hobby, that's all. And it still is a hobby. Um, but I th- yeah, I moved twice from then and had the last shop about six or seven years and I've just moved here. So when, when was the point where you were like, okay, well, I have these records, I have this love for these records because you were talking about bootlegs. Somebody yeah, has to start yeah, somewhere. Yeah. So what point did you make the transition from like, I have these bootlegs to, well, why don't I try to, like, I'm, I, I do this anyway. No, no, it's a good question. A friend gave me his collection, a vinyl. It would never happen these days. But a friend gave me it and I thought, oh, I'll start a little shop upstairs and I got the room really cheap. You know, it was probably £10 for the week. And I just did it out and it started from then. At first I probably wasn't making any money, but I was just selling gong and hot wind stuff and, yeah. Um, but it became slightly more serious over time, slightly more. I'm never yeah. very serious. Marty, owner of Sunderland Hot Rats, doesn't like the word genre. He speaks of it with a distaste, as a swear word, when the confines. His shop was defined with its orange walls, one of which was covered in badges and pins for sale, another with a selection of band tees, and the rest full to the brim in classic records. I've been into folk, rock, heavy metal, Bob Dylan for years, Steely Dan for years, Led Zeppelin for years. So I like all music, only the good, good bits of it. How do you like change genres, so to speak? Do you feel like anything changes within you as a person based on what you're listening to? No. Oh, so you feel like the same person no matter what you Yeah, I listened to an Almond Brothers album the other day and thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a, it, it's rock, but uh, yeah, I don't think I change at all. It's just I like jazz, I like blues, I like reggae. So you don't think genre defines who you are as a person? No, no, not at all. Do you think it defines anyone as a person? No, no it doesn't at all. It's just, genre's just, you're getting really uptight about this word, genre. <laughs> it's just what style of music something is. That's all. That's it. It's gone now. It's not important. Yeah, honestly, I don't think the genre matters. It's just what it is. It doesn't pinpoint you as a person. There's good in music and there's bad. And it's just sorting the wheat from the chaff and, you know, deciding which is good. Genre is an interesting thing. It doesn't have a physical presence. Yet we know what we picture when we see a rock fan or a pop fan. As we broke pool and the balls went into their respective corners, we came out of ours, learning more about one another's musical preferences and what they meant. I found it really interesting that Marty 
was very against the word genre and almost hated that we were asking him about genre when I don't know to me genre feels like a big part of identity. Tolani Banks, another person who we talked to this season, had this to say about genres. I don't limit myself to just one, you know, genre. You have music for every mood. You can hear more from Tolani in our next episode of Talking Tunes. I can see how you'd separate a genre from identity. Like I see when I see artists, I see artists that they stick to their genre and they know their genre and that's it. And that's what they're going to give them. That's what they're going to put out. That's what they're going to give the fans. And there's other artists who will go, maybe some part of the career that might go, okay, well, I'm bored of this. Let me go hop over here and try this as a new challenge. And it's like somebody who put in 30 years at one job versus somebody who has uh, maybe 10 years of experience at four different jobs. We also had the opportunity to interview Rochford, a musical icon from the 80s who was recently awarded an MBE for his contributions to the music industry. During our interview, we asked him about the significance of genres in music, and this is what he had to say. Well, when I started out, genre was really a big deal. You know, you couldn't really mix anything, apparently, which is what I always did. But, you know, there was the rock world, and then there was the soul world, and then there was the dance world, and they never really met in any way. But now things have moved on. People, I mean, that's how music moves on anyway, is someone dares to mix <laughs> genres and come up with something else. And my music's always been a mix of soul and rock, primarily with pop sensibility, I guess you could say. So I just grab from what moves me. That's what I listen to in music. I if it moves me and I can learn from it, I don't go, well, that's not the category that I listen to. I just, I love music. Daniel went on to talk about another artist who doesn't confine himself to genre. Ed Sheeran is a, a current example of someone who started off his career going sort of, I think he started his career with rap, um, some of his earlier stuff. And then I think due to popular music, he realised that pop's probably more beneficial and profitable for his, his brand. Um, Ed Sheeran's a funny one though, because despite him being so popular music, it's almost kind of cool to not like cheering or is that just me being yeah i mean i think i think his older stuff was his older stuff's good yeah there's also perceptions like i think it's the i, I love it sharing if i ever meet you you know i don't mean this personally but it's the uh like the goofy kind of looking person like he looks like goofy. a regular he, lo he looks regular like i yeah, remember I my mom that. was talking to me she was saying she looked like he looked like one of my middle school classmates grew up like you were saying with the uh he was he started off rapping you can kind of hear when he started off rapping like i was telling people like shape of you is a rap song if you put some 808s on it in a different sample like it's a rap song really and if you listen to his album i forget which he had young thug he had jay-z on he was he's rapping with them so there's that and then you're speaking of somebody who who started off rapping and then went to like maybe like a popular sound or a different sound because they thought maybe that's the way to go uh fan and monetary wise like post malone is a good one we started off with um, White Iverson, and then now he's doing like indie songs. He did Rockstar with 21 Savage, but now he's doing indie songs. Now he has I Like You with Doja Cat, which is the poppiest song. So, yeah. So do you think genre, the, the genre of music that people are putting out is depending on what is wanted in the world, as opposed to sometimes what the, the artist wants? Or do you think it's a mix of both? I think it depends on the artist. I think if the artist is a commercial artist, and that's what they're known for being commercial, yeah, but there's also grassroots artists that they go, well, this is my genre. For example, an artist like Pusha T, even though he's very he's very mainstream in like hip hop, he's like, this is my one subject, my my genre of rap, and I'm just going to talk about this in as many different ways as I possibly can, and people are going to know me for this, and they're gonna to come to me for this. Like it's, 
And other people are like one-stop shops, like Pharrell, for example. So there's that. Moving away from artists as individuals, how do we classify ourselves based on what we listen to? You're probably the hardest one for this question. Yeah, I mean, I think from uh, personal influences, I mean, it's been since since uh, at the sort of age of 14 where you're, you're most influential, that was sort of the time where I started listening to Avicii. Um, I think during that period, I sort of seen myself as somebody who listened to dance music, so I dress quite like you know, multicolored and and that sort of stuff. But now, more recently, um, getting into 80s, 90s music and dressing with sort of vintage clothes, and I sort of can relate outfits to to musical interests. I don't know if that actually answered the question, but that does answer my question. Um, yeah, sort of like the way you're 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 looking on the outside, you could sort of think that okay, if he's wearing an eighties outfit, then you could generally see that he's. Into I mean, music. you two haven't seen me in full goth yet, but if you saw me on a Saturday night, you did know what music I listen to. It's not what I turn up looking like at Monday morning at nine a.m. With me, um. I don't think I classify myself. I think that's one of the things I like to not do. I learned that from listening to artists. Actually, I learned that from listening to like genre bending artists, obviously very hip hop centric or R&B centric. Uh, I think uh, like specific ones, probably like Tentacion, which people don't realize if you actually go through his discography, not just the stuff that you've heard from him single wise, that like he's actually mad versatile. Like he has boom bap records. He has like scream, punk reminiscent records. He has indie records, folk records. And he even has like a reggaeton song. And I realized like in the way that he doesn't define himself with genre, I feel like people should just not define themselves, period. Because I feel like it, you get more opportunities when you don't define yourself. Um, so like even it's weird. Like when I was younger, I listened to like a lot of like I grew up on my mom listened to hip hop uh, and R&B and like reggae. And then me personally, I like anime a lot. So I listen to anime theme songs. I used to memorize the Japanese theme songs. I used to have them. So I have that in my playlist. Uh, I have Hispanic friends back home. So like they get thrown in like whatever's popping over there and then Caribbean friends. And it's like a mix, but I, I'm hip hop centric, but people think, I think a lot of people think I'm hip hop only, but it's it's not just that. So I try not to classify myself. See, I think I'm, I'm the opposite to you. Sadly, I probably classify myself a bit too much and I'm not sure if that's due to like um, the rock scene being quite traditionally male dominated like I feel like I have something to prove almost being a woman in punk and a woman in alternative it's uh, it's something that you kind of have to put out as your identity but it's not like I also like some Nicki Minaj songs and stuff like that yeah. but that almost feels like I can't say that to people because then it ruins the persona but I feel like um, you're talking. We, we talk about genres, and then we talk to the owner, and obviously he's kind of like you know not anti-genre, but he's kind of like why does it matter? And I feel like you need both. You need people who bend the genre. That's how you kind of evolve to the next step. And you need people who are kind of they stand on that. So I feel like you need the person who defines themselves with punk or with uh, Avicii's music, like with house or, or with other records or hip hop or Afrobeats. And then you need the people who kind of frequent different genres, like. Yeah, those people are of equal value. You mentioned about um, your mother's influence in terms of hip-hop music, and she was listening to that uh, when you were younger. Do you feel like um, the music that we grew up with 
defines the music that we end up listening to in later life. I feel like that has an impact. Personally, I mean, I've, I've got quite a lot of influence from my mom and dad. I don't know if that was for anyone else as well. Yeah, actually, I, I don't remember where I heard it from, but it, it kind of got referred to like as like a, I, at least the way I say it is like, I grew up on like a healthy music diet. So it's like my mom listened to a, an array of different records. Like I was saying, my mom listened to Eminem. <laughs> my mom listened to Nas. Like I, I can't. I think a lot of people's moms, uh, like a lot of black moms in the U.S. listen to Nas. I can't. Like that particular song because it's very, it's like a very constructive song. Uh, Lauren Hill, Zion, uh, Tupac. I didn't even know who Tupac was at the time. I just knew I liked the song Dear Mama. Um, and then she went to go listen to Jacquere. And then she went to go listen to John Legend. And then she was listening to, um, trying to think who else, Shakira. And and then like even Haitian music, like Compa, Zouk. So it's like just an array of just like different genres around the house every Sunday morning, just cleaning. And I feel like when you grow up on that, you're probably more keen to listen to other genres and go explore other genres because you've already been exposed to so many. Mm-hmm. I agree hope? with that because um, my mom liked country and my dad liked Michael Jackson kind of pop um, and also like old school soul and funk. And then I was into that, but not really into that. And then I've got like a lot of cousins and one of them when I was younger was like eight years older than me. And she used to go to like Leeds festival in like 2016 and she saw like Art and Monkeys and Kasabian like front row. And that was like really cool to me. So that got me into indie. And then I don't really know how I got into heavier stuff because no one in my family kind of likes that based on them listening to my shows and hating the music. But <laughs> maybe it's the fact that nobody in your family likes that or listens to that. So that's, I found it, yeah. 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 As almost like a teenager trying to... Escape, yeah. like, you know. What do, what do you feel like the stereotypes are around your music in particular? Because, I mean, the, the stereotype, if I think of the top of my head, pop punk, uh, sorry, punk, not pop punk. I don't punk, like pop punk. Not pop punk, punk, no. no. So, the what do you think the stereotypes of that sort of music? Because when I think about it, if you were to say, right, okay, what sort of people listen to that? You'd think, um, I suppose, dressed in all black. Rebel, sort of, in a way. I don't know if, that, if, if there's a stereotype I mean, it's, there. It's the age-old question, what does a rock fan look like? What mm, does a yeah, rock yeah. fan look like? And I think now more than ever, there was a thing I saw on Twitter and it was someone had Googled what does a rock fan look like? And it was like pictures of um, old white men. And then the next picture was um, one of the presenters on Karank, who's a black woman, interviewing two other black women in the scene. And that just shows that genres are being more diversified and that anyone can listen to any type of music and that, you know, preconceived images of what we see when, you know, if you think of chart music, you might think of like, I don't know, like, 16 year old girl listening or you know and that's quite a stereotypical image like you think of harry styles who do you think of you think of justin bieber who do you think of but we shouldn't really have preconceived stereotypes so what is genre what does it all mean why could it be important what does it mean for you well, growing up, my father would always play his guitar, so that had a heavy influence with me. So usually whenever I listen to rock music, I pay more attention to the riffs and try to learn it myself. I'm very into progressive rock and progressive metal because it's very musically complex. It has a lot of rhythm changes, a lot of interesting chord progressions, uh, and you can tell that the musicians who are playing the music, they're really, really skilled at their craft. 
it's not meant for radio. It's meant to sit down and listen, to listen to it and really immerse yourself into the music. And that's what I really like about it. I listen to everything, honestly. I like rap, though. Like, I'm really into rap. I like listening to, like, different genres, you know, to get the culture and everything. Although genre may be an abstract construct used to define music, for many listeners, it can be as real as the land you walk on. And for the artists, the ones who don't want to be boxed into one category will fight not to. And the ones who want to be defined in a specific avenue of music will. Regardless of whichever way you view genre, the question isn't necessarily what does genre mean to you, but what does music mean to you? Talking Tunes is a Spark podcast and it was produced by Shawn Michael, Hope Lines, Daniel Russell at the University of Sunderland. The music for these episodes was written and produced by Sean. For more episodes of Talking Tunes, head to sparksunderland.com slash GTKY.